because we live in temporal reality, sometimes it's hard to grasp the significance of these words that we heard in the upper room when Jesus is speaking about the love communion between the Father and the Son, and might I add, the Holy Spirit, whom he will send in his name. And because it's hard for us to grasp these eternal realities, let's pray before we begin and ask for a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know Christ, to know him better, and to be able to hear and perceive how he wants to feed his sheep today. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture, and we need some food today. That is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, it's an understatement to say we need you. But we're going to say it anyway. We do need you. Uh, We need you. And that's coming from our place of just hunger and dependency. And yet, on the other side, we know that you've given yourself to us. And so, Lord, we don't have to fear that you have left us or that we're orphaned in any way. But Lord, in between these times where we're living, the feelings and the mental warfare, Lord, seek to pull us away from those truths and those realities. We're living in the present age, and Lord, you even told us to pray for your kingdom to come and your will to be done now on earth as it is in heaven. And so that's our prayer now that you would cause heaven and earth to unite, that you would bring heaven and earth together as you did in the incarnation of Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit, that you would send the Holy Spirit upon us and that you would open our ears to hear your voice in the midst of the words that I will share. I pray that we will hear your voice. Open our hearts, Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart and all of our hearts be acceptable in all of your sight, Lord. Thank you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is a, it's a really joyous day in the Paschal Mystery. You see, most of us think of the Paschal Mystery as the crucifixion and perhaps the resurrection. But without today, those 40 days after the resurrection, the Paschal mystery would not be complete because Jesus did not come to be the Lamb of God, merely to take away the sins of the world, to be raised from the dead, and to stay here. Right? He says, it's to your advantage that I go away. I mean, that, that's mind-blowing. right? We all would feel... Jesus, just stay here. It's good enough, right? And we'll build three tabernacles or three booths or whatever it is, like Peter, James, and John, right? But no, Christ must ascend back to the Father because it's for our advantage, you see. It's for us and for our salvation. It's a beautiful thing. When you think about the way Christ came, think about it, in bodiless form, In the beginning was the Word, the the divine Logos. He came down by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
and was incarnate in the virgin's womb by the Holy Spirit, right? Previous to that, in his descent to us, he was very different. He was the divine Logos. But the minute that he was conceived in a human body, the Virgin Mary, by the Holy Spirit, he became the savior of the world. He became the ultimate new man, the new humanity, you see. So he came, you know, when we think of substitutionary atonement, his whole life is substitution. It's for us and for our salvation. And living in Christ is saying, yes, we are living in participation with a higher reality now. It's a higher reality that can only be accessed fully when we see him in a twinkling of an eye and we're changed, right, from glory to glory, right? And so we're in the midst of that time. We're in the midst of that time where we can read psalms like this, clap your hands, all people shout to God with loud songs of joy. For the Lord Most High is to be feared a great king over all the earth. You see, when Jesus ascended back to the Father, he was coronated King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That was his coronation. Sit at my right hand until I make all of your enemies a piece of furniture, right? A footstool. I'm going to make all of your enemies a humble piece of furniture, a footstool. Not a throne, but a footstool for the one on the throne. All of those who will become a footstool, all of his enemies have been vying for the throne, right? They've been vying for his dominion, his authority, his rule. But no, no, no. There will be a time. It looks like utter weakness right now. It looks like utter weakness. We, and this is not the first plague that we've seen throughout history, right? So uh, we're just, we didn't know that we would be in the middle of a worldwide pandemic where we're perhaps praying laments. How long, O oh Lord, will you forget me forever? Those are good psalms. Psalm 13, if you feel that way, Go to Psalm 13 and pray that. But it ends in praise. It doesn't leave you in lament. It's good to lament, but it's also good to realize the higher reality in the heavenly places where we're seated right now. We're seated in heavenly places. If we can perceive that or believe that even and affirm that. You know, the book of Ephesians. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places because of the ascension. He took us with him. He took humanity into heaven. Divinity came down, and when Christ ascended, he took humanity and all of creation into heaven. Something very different. The angels are unseen created beings, but now we have the definitive new man, the new humanity, new creation, sitting at the right hand of the Father, until he makes all of his enemies a humble piece of furniture. We're living in that time. Look at verse 5. This revelation that the psalmist had, how did he know these things? This is a prophetic psalm. God has gone up with a shout. <laughs> Look at that. That was written thousands of years before the ascension. 
And then the church comes along and rereads the Holy Scriptures in light of the Christ event. And they say, that's Jesus he's talking about. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. You know what? We always hear about the trumpet before the Lord returns. But he went up with music as well. And he's coming back with music. That trumpet could be a shofar, and that whoever that shofar player is, it won't sound like some kind of you know weak, like weird bugle or something. Sometimes when people blow those things, they haven't been trained. This will be a very trained shofarist, and it will sound good. It will sound good for once. <laughs> God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. We say trumpet, you know. I don't know what they were thinking there. I'm thinking shofar. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. That's the response to the ascension today. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises. Why? Verse 7. For God is. Sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth in this pandemic. Throughout all of history, God is sovereignly working out his purposes in the earth. The earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof and all that dwell therein. The psalmist says, so much revelation in the Psalms. For God is the king of all the earth, sing praises with a psalm. I love that. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. God reigns over the nation while he's seated in heavenly places right now. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. He's as much Lord now as he ever will be, right? He's not waiting to be Lord. He is Lord. And that is the gospel that was preached. Jesus is Lord. And Caesar is not. Got the church in a lot of trouble, but they ended up ruling and reigning over the Roman Empire instead of being defeated by it. And that rule came through much weakness, through much martyrdom, through the upside-down kingdom taking over the world. It happened in a way like the descent into the virgin's womb. It's always through humility that the kingdom of God goes forth, because God is humble. We didn't invent humility. We're striving to be like Christ, right? And God is Christ-like. Right? God is Christ-like. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Right? God is Christ-like. And Christ is, is the ultimate expression of humility. He humbled himself and became one of us, a human being. Right? So if you want to be like Christ, let's continue to humble ourselves during these times of great frustration and pain and birth pangs throughout the whole world. The Lord has something for his church in this. And I'm not trying to proclaim what that is, but I know he wants us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. That's challenging, right? We may not feel very salty right now, and we may not have much of a light to shine uh, in terms of the way we feel or the challenges that we're up against. But remember, God does the heavy lifting, right? It's not up to us. We just have to show up, really. Right.
much of ruling and reigning in the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness is just showing up, and, and God does the rest, right? <laughs> That's a good word for us now. Just show up and continue to show up. Church, don't let the isolation isolate you from one another. All right. And so God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. And he will rule until Psalm 110, until all his enemies become a humble piece of furniture. There's so much more that we could say about the ascension. I've preached on it every year. But just remember the words of the gospel this morning. I'm very uh, conscious of our time. And, of course, there's so much more to say. But in these times where we're at home with our children uh, and, you know, the attention spans are far less now and we're zoomed out, it's okay. I'm zoomed out. But, you know, this is the discipline of worship now. Right? This is loving the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And it's the sacrifice of praise that we're giving him. Because of the ascension, God is in your living room. Because of the ascension, he sent the Holy Spirit. He says, it's to your advantage that I go away. Because if I don't go, and he's risen, saying this. right? Well, he's actually in the upper room, but he's projecting out. He was saying, basically, it's not enough for me to be resurrected from the dead. I must go back to the Father. And that's what this gospel passage is talking about this morning. His ascent back to the Father. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. He sent the Holy Spirit, which we will celebrate next week. The Feast of Pentecost. And we're going to have a baptism next week. Elowen will be baptized next week. Feast of Pentecost. Over 3,000 were baptized at the preaching of the gospel. So this will mark this beautiful, precious little girl all of her life. She will always remember, I was born again. The, the reconciliation of God began to happen in my life as I went under the waters of baptism. Amen. Regeneration. Thank you, Lord. So we thank you for the regenerating work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, Lord, and that you never leave us alone. You never forsake us. And so we thank you. For your abiding presence with us. Strengthen us for these days in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.